0: section thirteen of a young girl's diary by anonymous translated by cedar paul and others The librivox recording is in the public domain recording by k hand may the second year may fourth lieutenant r is always coming here he must be frightfully smitten with dora but father won't have it at any price he said to dora today, you get this gay young spark out of your head he is no good but at sight of a uniform there is no holding you girls i've no objection to you doing music together for an hour or two but this perpetual running to and fro with books and notes is all humbug may sixth lieutenant r walks with us that is with dora to school every day he is supposed to lie in bed late every morning for he is really ill but for dora's sake he gets up frightfully early and comes over from Heitzing and waits in street of course i go on alone with hella and we all meet in Street, so that no one shall notice anything at school. May thirteenth. Tomorrow is mother's birthday, and Victor, when I am talking about him to Dora, I always speak of him as V, brought her some lovely roses and invited us all to go there next Sunday. In the hall he called me the guardian angel of our love. Yes, that it was what I am and always shall be, for he really deserves it, and Dora too is quite different from what she used to be. Hella says one can see for oneself that love ennobles. Up till now she has always thought that to be mere poetical fiction may fifteenth father said i don't care much about these visits to the richters as long as that young jackanapes is still there but mother can't very well refuse we shall wear our green coats and skirts with the white blouses and the little green silk leaves for dora does not like to wear all white except in summer and because the leaves on the blouse are clover leaves that is because of their meaning we are looking forward to it tremendously i do hope mother will be all right for she is in bed to-day it's horrid being ill anyhow but when being ill interferes with other people's pleasures it is simply frightful may sixteenth the day before yesterday was mother's birthday but it was not so jolly as usual because mother is so often ill for a birthday present i painted her a box with a spray of clematis which looks awfully chic dora gave her a book cover embroidered with a spray of japanese cherries i don't know what father gave her money i think because on her birthday and name day he always hands her an envelope but since mother is not well we were not very cheerful and when we drank her health at dinner she wiped her eyes when she thought we were not looking still it's not so dangerous as all that she's able to go out and doesn't look bad i think mother's awfully smart she looks just as well in her dressing gown as when she's dressed up to go out Dora says that if she had been made ill by her husband, she would hate him and would never let her daughters marry. That's all very well, but one ought to be quite sure that that is why one has become ill. They say that is why Aunt Dora doesn't like father. Certainly father is not so nice to her as to other relations or to the ladies who come to see mother. But, after all, Aunt Dora has no right to make scenes about it to father, as Dora says she does. Mother's the only person with any right to do that. Dora says she is afraid that it will come to mother's having to have an operation nothing would ever induce me to undergo an operation it must be horrible i know because of hella and the appendicitis but dora says anyone who's had five children must be used to that sort of thing i shall pray every night that mother may get well without an operation i expect we shan't go all the way together at whitsuntide this year for mother and dora are to go to a health resort most likely fronzenbad may 18th it was lovely at the Richters. Falter was there from modeling He was awfully nice, and said I was so like my sister that it was difficult to tell us apart. That's a frightful cram, but I know what he really meant. He plays the flute splendidly, and the three played a trio, so that I was frightfully annoyed with myself for not having worked harder at my music. From tomorrow on I shall practice two hours every day if I can possibly find time. Next winter, Victor is going to found a private dramatic club, so he must be going to stay more than six months in Vienna. Walter thinks Dora awfully charming, and when I said, The great pity is that she's got such frightful anemia, he said, In a man's eyes that is no drawback whatever, as you can see in my brother. Moreover, that illness is not a real illness, but often makes a girl more charming than ever, as you can see in your sister. Day before yesterday, Miss Maggie Lundy came for the first time. Anyone can have her for me. She wears false hair, flaxen. She says she is engaged, but Dora says has been. I simply don't believe it. V. says mad is awfully pretty. When I asked Dora if she was not jealous, she said she didn't care. She was quite sure of his love. He means to leave the army and go into the civil service, and then he will be able to marry. But Dora said there's plenty of time for that. A secret engagement is much nicer. Then she noticed she'd given herself away, and she blushed like anything and said, You naturally must be engaged before you are married, mustn't you? Of course she is secretly engaged, but she won't tell me about it. What's the good of my being the guardian angel of their love? if he only knew may nineteenth i really ought to practice today but i simply have no time first of all i had my lesson anyhow and secondly something awful happened to dora she left her diary lying about in the school and because we have our religion lesson in the fifth i saw a green bound book lying under the third bench great Scott! i thought that looks like dora's diary i went up as quickly as i could and put my satchel over it later in the lesson i picked it up when i got home at one o'clock i did not say anything at first After dinner she began rummaging all over the place, but without saying anything to me, and then I said quite quietly, Do you happen to be looking for your diary? Here it is. You left it in the fifth class under the third bench. I kept her on tenterhooks that way. She got as white as a sheet and said, You are an angel. If anyone else had found it, I should have been expelled, and Mad would have had to drown herself. Oh! it can't be as bad as all that i said for what she had said about mad was frightfully exciting in class i had looked chiefly at what she had written about v but i could not read it there because it was written very small and close together and was several pages but i had not looked much at what she had written about mad did you read it no only where it happened to come open because there's a page torn out about v or about mad a little about mad but tell me all about it i shan't tell anyone for if i'd wanted to betray you you know quite well and then she told me all about Mad. But first I had to promise that I would not even tell Hella. Mad is secretly engaged to a man to whom she has given the utmost gifts of love. That is to say, she has. She is madly in love with him, and they would marry directly, but he is a lieutenant too, and they have not enough money for the security. She says that when one really loves a man, one can bear everything for his sake. She has often been to his rooms, but she has to be frightfully careful, for her father would kill her if he found out dora has seen the lieutenant and says he is very handsome but that v is much handsomer mad says that you can't trust men as a rule but that her lover is quite different that he is true as steel i am sure v is too may twenty first when mad came today, i simply could not look at her while mother was there and dora says i made an awful fool of myself for i went out walking with them today, and when we met a smart-looking officer i hemmed and looked at dora but she didn't know why Mad is the daughter of a high official in the French military service, and she only took her teacher's degree in order to get free from her mother's tyranny. She nagged at her frightfully, and until she began to give lessons, she was never allowed to go out alone. Dora says she is very refined in her speech, especially when she is talking about these things. Of course, about them, she always speaks German, for it is much more difficult to say it in French, and probably Dora would not understand it, and then Mad would only have to translate it. She is called Sylvia, and he calls her Silvette mad says that if one is madly in love with a man one does whatever he asks but i don't see that one need do that for he might ask the most idiotic things he might ask you to get the moon out of the skies or to pull out a tooth for his sake dora says she can understand it quite well that i still lack the true inwardness of thought and feeling it looks like utter nonsense but since it sounds fine i've written it down and perhaps i shall find a use for it some day when i'm talking to falter mad is always frightfully anxious lest she should get a baby if she did she's sure her father would kill her the lieutenant is in the flying corps he hopes he's going to invent a new aeroplane and that he will make a lot of money out of it then he will be able to marry mad but it would be awful if something happened and she got a baby already may twenty second dora asked me today how it was i knew all about those things whether hella had told me i did not want to give hella away so i said quite casually oh one can read all about that in the encyclopaedia But Dora laughed and said, you are quite on the wrong scent. You can't find a tenth of all those things in the encyclopedia, and what you do find is no good. In these matters, it is absolutely no good, depending on books. First of all, she would not tell me any more, but after a time she told me a good deal, especially the names of certain parts, and about fertilization, and about the microscopic baby, which really comes from the husband, and not as Helen and I had thought, from the wife, and how one knows whether a woman is fruitful. That is really an awful word in fact almost every word has a second meaning of that sort and what dora says is quite true one must be fearfully careful when one is talking dora thinks it would be best to make a list of all such words but there are such a frightful lot of them that one never could the only thing one can do is to be awfully careful but one soon gets used to it still it happened to dora the other day that she said to v i don't want any intercourse and that really means the utmost gifts of love so mad told her But V. was so well-mannered that he did not show that he noticed anything, and it did not occur to Dora until afterwards what she had said. It's really awfully stupid that every ordinary word should have such a meaning. I shall be so frightfully careful what I say now, so that I shan't use any word with two meanings. Mad says it's just the same in French. We don't know whether it is the same in English, and we could never dream of asking that awful fright Miss Lundy. Very likely she does not know the first thing about it anyhow. I know a great deal more than Hella now, but I can't tell her because of betraying Dora and Mad. Perhaps I can give her a hint to be more careful in what she says, so as not to use any word with two meanings. That is really my duty as a friend. May twenty-third. I quite forgot. Last week Oswald had his written matriculation exam. He wrote a postcard every day, and Mother was frightfully annoyed because he made such silly jokes all the time that we could not really tell how he got on dora and i are awfully excited because next monday we are going to the aerodome with frau richter and her niece who is at the conservatory lieutenant Streis is going to fly too of course we'll motor out because the railway is not convenient of course victor will be there but he is motoring over with some other officers it's a great pity for it would have been lovely if he'd been in our car by the way i saved the class today. the school inspector has been this week and examined our class first in history and then in german and I was the only one who knew all that Frau Doktor M. had told us about the origin of fable. The insp was very complimentary, and afterwards Frau Doktor M. said, It's quite true one can always depend on Lanier. She's got a trustworthy memory. When we were walking home, she was awfully nice. Do you know, Lanier, I feel that I really must ask your pardon. I was quite puzzled, and Hella asked, But why? she said it seemed to me this year that you were not taking quite so much interest in your german lessons as you did last year but now you've reinstated yourself in my good opinion afterwards hella said i say you know frau Doktor m is not so far wrong when i think of all that we used to read last year so that we might know everything when the lessons came and when i think of what we do this year you know very well hella is quite right but still one can learn in spite of those things. One can't be always talking about them. And then it's quite easy to learn for such an angel as Frau Doktor M. Hella says that I got as red as a turkey cock from pride, because I could say it all in the very words of Frau Doktor M. But it was not so, for first of all, I was not a bit puffed up about it, and secondly, I really don't know myself how I managed to say it all. I only felt that Frau Doktor M. is so annoyed when no one offers to answer a question, and so I took it on. May 25th confound it i could slap myself a hundred times how could i be so stupid now we're not allowed to go to the aerodome father only let us go because victor is in lintz and father believed he was going to stay there another fortnight and at dinner today, i made a slip and said it's a pity there's no room for five in our car if fraulein elise were not coming lieutenant richter could come with us dora kicked me under the table and i tried to brazen it out but father was so angry and said hello is the flying man coming no no children nothing doing i shall make your excuses to frau richter directly i'm not having any did not i tell you you weren't to see the fellow any more of course this last was to dora dora did not say anything but she did not eat any pudding or fruit and as soon as we were back in our room she gave it to me hot saying you did that on purpose you little beast but really you are only a child whom i never ought to have trusted and so on it's really too bad to say i did it on purpose as if i envied her Besides, it's bad for me as well as for her, for I like him very much too, for he makes no difference between us, and treats me exactly like Dora. Of course we are not on speaking terms now, and what infuriated me more than anything was that she said she grudged every word she had said to me in this connection, pearls before swine. What a rude thing to say! So I am an S, but I should like to know who told most. I forsooth. Anyhow, I am quite sure that I shall never talk to her again about anything of that sort. Thank goodness I have a friend in Hella; She would never say or think anything of the kind of me. May 26th. Neither of us could sleep a wink all night. Dora cried frightfully. I heard her, though she tried to stifle it, and I cried too, for I was thinking all the time what I could do to prevent Victor from thinking unkindly of me. That would be awful. Then I thought of something, and chance or I ought to say luck helped me. Victor does not walk to school with us any longer, because the girls of the fifth have seen us several times, but he comes to meet Dora when she comes away at one o'clock. So quite early I telephoned to him at a public telephone call office, for I dared not do it at home. Dora was so bad that she could not go to school, so I was going alone with Hella. I telephoned, saying a friend was ringing him up. That was when the maid answered the telephone. And then she called him. I told him that whatever happened he was not to think unkindly of me, and that I must see him at one o'clock, because Dora was ill. He must wait at the corner of street all through lessons i was so upset that i don't in the least know what we did and at one o'clock he was there all right and i told him all about it and he was so awfully kind and he consoled me he consoled me that's quite different from the way dora behaved i was so much upset that i nearly cried and then he drew me into a doorway and put his arm around me and with his own handkerchief wiped away my tears i shall never tell dora about that then he asked me to be awfully kind to dora because she had such a lot to bear i don't really know what she has to bear but still for his sake because it's really worth doing it for that after dinner i put a note upon her desk saying v sends oceans of love to you and hopes you will be all right again by monday at the same time his best thanks for the book i put the note in heida peters gabriel which she had lent me to read and put it down very significantly When she read it, she flushed up, swallowed a few times, and said, Have you seen him? Where was it, and when? Then I told her all about it, and she was frightfully touched, and said, You really are a good girl, only frightfully undependable. What do you mean, undependable? She said, Yes, undependable, for one simply must not blurt out things in that way. Never mind, I will try to forget. Have you finished Haida Peters Gabriel yet? No, I said, I am not going to read anyone's book with whom I am angry in the end we made it up but of course we did not talk any more about it and i did not say a word about that business with the handkerchief may twenty ninth on june tenth or twelfth mother and dora are going to frozenbad because they both have to take mud baths besides father says that a change will give dora new thoughts so that she won't go about hanging her head like a sick chicken today dora told me something very interesting unmarried men have little books and with these they can go visit women of a certain kind in graben and the Kartnerstrasse there Dora says they have to pay ten florins or ten crowns in Dora's class there is a girl whose father is a police surgeon and they have all to be examined every month to see if they are healthy and if not they can't visit these ladies and that's why the Pruses can never keep a servant in my bath yesterday I noticed that I had a certain line so I must be f- but I shan't have more than one or two children at most for the line is very faint When i'm studying i often think of such things and then i read a whole page and turn over and have not the remotest idea of what i've been reading it's very tiresome for soon the other school insp for math and the other subjects is coming and i should not like to make a fool of myself especially not because perhaps the inspectors talk us over with one another about who is clever and who is stupid may thirtieth the concert was glorious when i hear such grand music i always have to keep myself well in hand for fear i should cry It's very stupid, of course, but at such times I can only think of sad things, even if it's just a small piece. Dora can play Brahms's Hungarian dances, too, but that never makes me want to cry. I only get annoyed because I can't play them myself. I could all write, but I have got no patience to practice long enough. I never tell anyone that I want to cry when I am listening to music, not even Hella, though I tell her everything, except, of course, about mad. Yesterday I made a fool of myself, at least so Dora says i don't know how it happened we were talking about books at supper and i said what's the use of books one can't learn anything out of them everything is quite different from what they say in books then father got in a wax and said you little duffer you can thank your stars there are books from which you can learn something anyone who can't understand a book always says it's no good dora gave me a look but i didn't know what she meant and i went on yes but there's an awful lot that the encyclopedia puts all wrong have you been ferreting in the encyclopaedia for we shall have to keep the key out of the bookcase in a safer place thank goodness dora came to my help and said gretel wanted to look up something about the age of elephants and mammoths but it's quite different in the encyclopaedia from what prof wriggle told her last year i was saved dora can act splendidly i've noticed it before In the evening she rowed me and said you little goose will you never learn caution first that stupidity about victor and today this new blunder I've helped you out of a hole once but I shan't do it again and Then she spent all the time writing a letter to him of course Hella and I have just been reading a lot of things in the encyclopedia about birth and pregnancy and I on my own about abort We came across the words embryo and fetus, and I said nothing at the time, but tied two knots in my handkerchief to remind me, and yesterday I looked them up. Mad need not be anxious, even if she really did get like that, but every doctor knows about it, and one often dies of it. I wonder if Mad knows anything about it. We were talking about the differences between men and women, and it came out that when Hella has her bath, she is still washed by Anna, who has been with him for twelve years. Nothing would induce me to allow that. I would not let anyone wash me except Mother. Certainly not Dora, for I don't want her to know what I look like. The nurse in the hosp told Hella that she is developed just like a little nymph, so lovely and symmetrical. Hella says that it is nothing unusual that every girl looks like that, that the female body is nature's work of art. Of course, she's read that somewhere, for it does not really mean anything. Nature's work of art, it ought to be, a work of art made by husband and wife. May 30th. Dora and Mother are going to Franzenbad on June 6th, directly after Whitsuntide. Dora has got another new coat and skirt, gray with blue stripes. Yesterday our white straw hats came. It suits me very well, says Hella, and everyone, with white ribbons and wild roses. There might have been a fearful row about what's just happened. When I went to telephone, I had my Christmas umbrella with Rose Quartz handle, and I left it in the telephone box. The girl in the Paco shop found it there, and as she knows me, she brought it here and gave it to the porter who brought it upstairs. Thank goodness it occurred to me at once to say i went into the tobacco shop to buy stamps and i must have left it in the shop no one noticed anything may 31st they wanted me to go and stay with hella for the month when mother and dora are away it would be awfully nice but i'm not going to for i want to stay with father what would he do all alone at meal times and whom would he have to talk to in the evenings father was really quite touched when i said this and he stroked my hair as he can and no one else not even mother so I'm going to stay at home whatever happens flowers are very cheap now so I shall put different flowers on the table every day I shall go to the market every day to buy a little posy so that they can always be fresh it would be stupid for me to the go to the burrs why should i resi has been with us for such a long time she knows how to do everything even if mother is not there and everything else I can arrange father won't want for anything end of section thirteen